And it, it only took me like, I think not even six months down the road from when I started to when I had my first $1,000 a month, you know, and it's surreal a little bit to think about it because at the beginning, you're like, you know, I could just make notebooks and people are going to buy them. Welcome to another episode of Side Hustler Skill, where we share inspiring stories from other side hustlers and actionable tips you can use to grow your business. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Jamie, also known as Minimalist Hustler. He's from Canada and he started making money online since the mid-90s by flipping hockey cards, which apparently he still does today and is doing really well for him. And in 2020, he started his Minimalist Hustler brand, geared towards side hustlers, kind of like this podcast. And in 2021, he focused all of his efforts into creating passive income through digital assets. He even wrote a book about it called Passion to Passive Profits. In this episode, we'll talk a lot about side hustle, passive income, digital assets, Amazon KDP, and his journey from flipping hockey cards to making passive profits today. I hope you guys will enjoy this episode. When did you start your first side hustle? When I started my first side hustle, that was uh, quite a long time ago, probably when I was, I'd say about nine or 10 years old, um, <clears throat> selling hockey cards was my first side hustle. And um, I would say that that was probably in the early 90s, uh, offline, and then in the mid-90s when the internet started being more available, then we, we started selling hockey cards on the internet before Amazon and eBay and all that, and we'd send it through the mail, and people would pay us with money through the mail as well. There was no PayPal or anything like that back then. So nine, that's pretty young. And how how do you even know how to like start that out? Or is it just with a bunch of friends and you decided like, hey, this like people are actually looking for hockey cards? Yeah, well, I was always into hockey and hockey cards since I was a, a little boy. And um, uh, my dad, my my dad was not big necessarily into hockey, but he was big into computers and uh, he had a lot of the technology as it would come out. He would be buying whatever came out and he got me online earlier than most people and since i loved hockey cards so much organizing them by year and set and number and players he uh created actually before the internet even started he created a uh, like a database on uh this is called dos this was before windows and i'd organize them all there and then it was like a natural progression once the internet came that my the thing that I would be interested in looking at online was related to hockey or hockey cards, and that's kind of how that all got started. Right now, do you still trade hockey cards? I I do actually. Um, I was very heavily involved up until 2018. I want to say um, I was uh, an administrator for one of the biggest hockey card Facebook groups and. We did conventions, uh, some in Toronto, and there's a big one there uh, twice a year. We we went there, and uh, then I kind of my my kids uh, were born in uh, 2012 and 14, and as they got older, I let go of the hockey cards to spend more time with them and go bring them to play hockey and teach them how to skate and all that. So I got disconnected, 
Um, but I actually just started to get reconnected again with it because uh, my kids now, they they started to, to want to uh, buy. And first, they just wanted to buy and have hockey cards. But then when I told them all about how I grew up with it and, you know, buying and selling, and I took them to a card show, now they want to start selling. So we actually last weekend started to, started a side hustle for them. Uh, and, you know, they have their own... Uh, hockey card website now that's connected to an ebay and i taught them how to scan the cards and how to look for pricing and stuff like that so it's getting back into it with my kids now that's such a very good lesson for your kids like i don't think like my, my parents didn't teach me like side hustles and stuff like that but i think that is a very great thing to teach your kid and the great thing is you you had the experience and you know what to do obviously like the technology is like different right now and like back when you were younger what what's the I, I think i followed on twitter bros of something yeah bros uh, bros of the north so yeah our our last name is northrop and canada is you know on our side of the world the north so then they're brothers so we we, we brainstorm a little bit about 10 or 15 minutes come up with different names and, and that was the one that we came up with that every uh, both of them liked and i had to they, it was their choice, but I had to approve it because they had some silly <laughs> going on too. So you know, you have to make sure it's it's a it's an okay and acceptable name, right? But uh, yeah, we came up with that, and then I checked to make sure the domain was available. Went to buy the domain and set up a quick card website and uh, connected it to the eBay. So within like less than two hours on the weekend, we had it up and going. So it was, uh, it's yeah, it's amazing I, I think the name itself is very brandable. Yeah. Let's talk about side hustles again. Yep. I remember seeing a tweet about you used to, I guess, have more active side hustles. And then in 2021, your goal was to uh, build passive side hustles and digital assets. Yep. So what is the difference between active and passive side hustles for those that don't know? Okay, well, basically, um, the best way to explain it is is when the pandemic hit, um, I had already started one of my resolutions for 2020 uh, was to find ways to make more money. And so I, I started looking, I, I signed up for a couple of companies called, uh, one was called Lionbridge, the other one was called Appen. And I signed up for uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash. And so I, I started doing all of that. And, and it was great. It was, you know, uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash, I tell people that's the most fun I've had making money it was like you're playing a game you know go here pick up this drop off here go here you didn't even have to barely see anybody or do anything and you were just getting paid and and it was especially at first during at the beginning of the pandemic it was pretty good money and uh, but then i realized you know it's doing those things while the money was easy there was no way to scale it there's no way to make more of the money unless you put in more of your time and we only have you know a specific amount of time Mm-hmm. So uh, that's when I, I started getting the the idea behind uh, Minimalist Hustler, which is, you know, as you know, my, my Twitter name and it's my company, my brand name and everything. And uh, it started actually with Uber because it was like, you know, Minimalist Hustles, like hustles you could start with very little. So all you need uh, to do Uber Eats is is a phone and either a car or a bike or you could even do it by foot in some cities uh, like here. So you don't need much. So I started like, that's where the brand came from. But then I needed to find a way to, you know, disconnect your time and effort uh, 
uh, from the money. The money needs to keep coming in even when you're not doing anything. So that's the big difference between an active side hustle and something that's more passive. So you need to find a way that, you know, the money could still keep coming in if you're not actively doing something. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you could go to sleep and don't do anything and and money will just come, you know, falling from the sky. You, you, you know, passive is the income is passive, but there's still the work to be done to set it up, especially at the beginning. And that's the harder part is that, you know, I was getting all this money from from Uber and DoorDash and Appen and Lionbridge. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what, I'm going to stop. But now I have no more. I don't have all this extra income coming in. So it's hard to like you know, delay that and, you know, just build on the passive, especially at the first, you know, uh, two months, you see the odd sale here and there. And you ask yourself sometimes like, am I crazy? Is this really going to work? Should I keep going or, you know, uh, what's the example of that passive income, something that you have to put in the active work, but the money comes passively. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of examples, but usually it involves, uh, one of three things, either you're creating something that can be sold at any time, or you're outsourcing work that can be done by somebody else at any time, or you've invested into something and then you're getting, you know, you could, you could make money off your investments at any time. Um, what I, what I was, my goal uh, was to build this up without spending any money. So, you know, outsourcing at that time was not an option and investing wasn't an option. I wanted to build, uh, so I didn't invest in any like Facebook ads or Amazon ads. I just wanted to find ways that I could make money. And and you know, I in my research, uh, I think it was February of 2021 that I discovered uh, Amazon KDP, and I was like, I was looking at this, and I was like, this seems a little bit too easy or too good to be true. And so I said, you know what, like, I've got nothing to lose. Let me start building this up. I had already started a printable store on Etsy. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was doing not too bad at the beginning. Within the first, like, few weeks, I was getting sales on some of the items. But as soon as I started getting into KDP, the more I was into that, the less I was paying attention to my Etsy store. And, you know, I, I started, you know, the money started accumulating and all that. And, you know, the, the first time I hit $100 in a month, you know, it was I was like, oh well, this is really possible. And then the first time I hit a thousand dollars in a month, it was like, you know, this is where I got to put all my effort in. And it, it only took me like I think not even six months down the road from when I started to when I had my first one thousand dollar month. You know, and it's surreal a little bit to think about it because at the beginning you're like, you know, I could just make notebooks and people are gonna buy them. And and I just fought back to my experience is like uh, when I would go and. I wasn't even looking for gifts for people, but I was looking for something to buy. It's like you, a lot of people always have this impulse to want to buy something, but you don't know what to buy, but you just want to buy something. So I would go on like Amazon or Google and I would Google um, gifts for affiliate marketers or gifts for, you know, web designers. Cause I've done those side hustles and they interest me. So I see like, what would people buy for gifts? And that would be maybe something I'd be interested in. But then you realize that a lot of these things don't even have any, good gifts so now you can make you know notebooks targeted at any category of people whether it be their side hustle whether it be you know their their city country their just name it and and you can make it and people will buy it and when you said that it was too good to be true at at the start what 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 made it too good to be true is it like something that's 
very easy to do or is it like it doesn't require you any money when you start it? Well, that's the thing. It doesn't require any money. And and so before I kind of like skipped a step a little bit before KDP, I discovered uh, print on demand, which is kind of similar. But I find that with KDP, the access you have to the, the ease of it's how easy it is to set it up from like starting with nothing to having sales is a much quicker and easier route than I find with than print on demand. I find print on demand, even if you're through Amazon merch, you know, you're limited to how many items you could list until you sell them. And there's a limit to what marketplaces you have to list one marketplace at a time here and there. Uh, whereas, you know, KDP, you, you essentially you set it up and you, you're, on one page, you just choose all the pricing for all the marketplaces, and you could even go beyond Amazon uh, in what's called expanded distribution. And, and then you're on a Walmart website, Barnes and Noble. You're you know you're everywhere, and you know the interior of the book. There's like tools like the one I like a lot is Bookbolt, and you 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 get the you choose. There's like a hundred and some interiors, and you just choose the sizes and how many pages you want, and within like ten seconds, you have your whole interior of your book done. And then you just have to do a cover. So, you know, and covers don't have to be complicated either. Like uh, most of the, the covers that sell well for me are just plain covers that have, you know, either something funny on it or something that's targeted at a specific group of people that people would want it. That's the number one sellers for me, you know, and and it, it just once you do, I'd say the first like two or three, you go through the process. After that, it's just, you know, it's just a question of doing the research to figure out what is in demand, what people would want, who's searching for what, and then, you know, making making the covers to go with whatever interior you're choosing. Mm-hmm. And how many, like when you first started, how many uh, notebooks did you have to design before you got paid, realistically? Uh, I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was not a lot. It was probably like 10 or 15 before I got my first sales. Um, there wasn't many sales at, the, at first, um, what will happen, what you'll see happen, and it's it's kind of weird, but it also kind of makes sense, is you'll have books that, you know, have had no sales or very few sales. And then all of a sudden in a day, we'll have 10 or 15 sales. And it's like a snowball because it'll, it'll once it gets a sale or two, it, it moves up the ranks in, the, in what's called the uh, BSR, the bestseller ranking. And then depending on what categories you have it listed in, if it gets up high enough, then that will help sell it more, which means it'll go up the rankings, which, you know, it's, it's like a big snowball, right? So when you have those going, that's, that's exciting. And sometimes it's, you know, I've put effort into books that sell less than books that basically took me, you know, three minutes of thought and, you know, five minutes to put it up. Yeah, it sounds like the um, 80-20 rule where you 80%, no, 80% of your result comes from 20% of your effort. So sometimes, yeah. And for someone who has not done like Amazon KDP or anything, um, hearing 10 to 15 books kind of sounds intimidating, but it's not, right? No, right. Because when, when, when I say 10 to 15 books, uh, my first, I'd say probably 30 or 40 books, the the interior of every single book is the same. It's just lines. So you create that one time and it's just a PDF that you keep and you just click upload and you upload that PDF. And then it's just the cover image of each one that's different. Mm. So 
and, and you know if you if let's say for example you make a a notebook for uh you know just to make it simpler here's a notebook for people from miami well then you can make here's a notebook for people from new york here's a notebook for people from you know atlanta and and so on you can make 500 of them right so it's it's you know it's uh it's the the inside if if you're just doing notebooks and that's what i that's why i tell people when you're starting just start with notebooks till you get the hang of it till you see what works what doesn't that's how i did it and i i found it was the best way I mean, after that, then you 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 move up. Then you can make journals, guided journals, planners, logbooks, trackers. Uh, you know, there's so many different kinds of books, coloring books, uh, activity and puzzle books. It's there. There's so many options after that. But like, don't get intimidated by all the things that you can do with something. Just focus on what you can do right now for it. And that's that's been the big uh, difference I find for me is when you focus on. You know, yes, there's all these great things that could come down. Yes, I could make, you know, 10,000, you know, even 100,000 a month by doing full content books and, and going all in and colored pages and, and everything. But like, that's a great down the road. But think about right now, what can you do right now? If you didn't start yet, well, the first thing you can do is go sign up for KDP. And, you know, like just think of the next step that's in front of you and then, you know, go on to the next and to the next and to the next. Yeah, and what skills would someone need then to start? Like, um, signing up for the account, I guess it's easy, but like designing and researching, uh, are there specific skills that someone would need? Or can anybody just start? I believe anybody could just start. Um, I think that the most important thing is to have the the desire or the will to, to actually understand it and go and do it so it's not it's not really technically hard so there's you there are some steps you need to follow but if you if you could just watch them and and just do them you'll see after doing it once or twice it's very easy um you know a skill that would come in handy is if you if you're good with graphic design for example which i am very not good with graphic design um some people say that i'm i'm somewhat decent because i made a whole bunch of headers twitter headers for people from the affiliate grandmasters group but uh that's just canva and i mean like if you get tools there's so many tools now that make it easy to do things like uh you could get canva they have the free option but i mean it's it's just so easy to be a quote unquote graphic designer these days uh even though i i I don't want to insult graphic designers because (laughs) their work is way above that of me using canva but I mean, just, you know, 10 years ago when I was running a, a whole bunch of uh, websites and blogs, especially, uh, I would often have to turn to people and have graphics outsourced that I can now do myself, you know, and, and yes, like, you know, they're not as great as hiring a graphic designer, but at, you know, $12 or whatever it is per month for Canva that I pay, it's it's a lot cheaper, right? So. Yeah, I mean, and you can make decent graphics with Canva. I call myself, I don't call myself a graphic designer. I call myself a Canva designer. It's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one thing that you mentioned in your tweet about your kids starting like side hustle, right? Is shiny object syndrome. So do you think that is something that's important in, in terms of Amazon KDP as well? Yes, absolutely. It, it It's, that's, that's, one of the hardest things um, I find for people to get past is that shiny object syndrome. You know, you 
for example, um, I, I and I I have a big problem with it. I've I've learned to uh, somewhat manage it, but I still have it. Like if you look at my Gumroad library, just looking at that, you'll see I have like probably a hundred and some uh, courses or lead magnets, or I'm always you know buying stuff and and saying, oh well, this could be good, this could be good, and you know I. I I recently bought there's a, a software that was on AppSumo uh, published drive that looks really exciting uh, to me and and I have great plans for it. But the thing is, I, I bought it because it was the deal was ending in I think four or five days at the time. And like I need I need this, but I don't know when I'm gonna have time to use it. And that happens so often. And it's it's important to that you know you could have a little bit of it as motivation and as a goal and you know, objectives, but you need to realize that most of your time needs to be on taking action on what you can do today and not, you know, being like, oh, well, this is nice. And because or else what you're going to do is you're going to, you'll sign up for Amazon KDP today. And then you'll be like, oh, well, look over here. I could go do, a, I could sell printables on Etsy. So bye-bye Amazon KDP, do a little bit of Amazon uh, Etsy. And then, you know, after a week, you're, you're not feeling that you go off to do print on demand or you know, like if you, if I, I like doing multiple things, but you got to make sure that you're actually doing them and not just creating plans mm. and goals to do them, you know, for, for what you hope to happen. If you do them, you know, you really need to take action on whatever you're, you're trying to do. Cause or else you're just going to keep dreaming and planning. Yeah. I guess it's also more dangerous for people who are desperate for fast cash. Because yeah. like building like any side hustle, like it will take time for like the money to like grow. So yes. I guess yeah, you'll see like oh Amazon KDP, you you put one week in, but the money is not there yet. So you decided okay maybe I should try like drop shipping and then exactly. or try affiliate marketing. And because you're only spending five days, uh into each side hustle, yeah, the money won't be there. Exactly, and you'll get discouraged, right? So like. You, that's where you gotta, you know, I, I always tell people there's no, there's no right or wrong side hustle. You know, there's not, a, it's not a one size fits all. It's what do you need? You need money now. You need money today because you have no money coming in and you got bills to pay. Then don't, don't waste your time on Amazon KDP now, you know, go make the money you need to make. You know, if you need money now, then, you know, go do food delivery or parcel delivery or sign up for LionBridge and Appin and do a search engine analysis, be a freelancer, uh, you know, sign up on Fiverr, offer a ton of gigs there. Like, you know, there, there's options that you can get money now, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then as you get the money, then just don't forget about the actual goal of, you know, trying not to trade all your time for money and, you know, start putting some aside and then start pick a, something that's more passive, like a KDP or print on demand or, printables or, or whatever and start building that on the side right and then you know you could balance it until you're until you don't need that active side hustle money anymore or less of it and then you increase the effort into the passive and building it yeah i think what you said about um having that need like knowing your knowing your need and like knowing where you stand and what you need for your day-to-day -day, it's very important uh, and also, do you think that working on your passion kind of stops that shiny uh, object syndrome uh, just a little bit? Absolutely, definitely. That's that. That's 
there are so many advantages to be working on something that you're passionate about. Back in the day when uh, this was probably maybe 15 years ago, when you when you wanted to do uh, make a website, uh, either an affiliate website or a blog with affiliate links, everybody would tell you you got to be in gambling and health, uh, you know, in uh, what else? Gambling, health, uh, oh, finance, I think. Yeah, finance, finance, finance or making money, you know, and, you know, it's those are great, great niches and subjects to, to, to go into because there's lots of money. But if, if you're not interested in them, it's not going to last. You're, it's going to, your, your passion is not going to be there. It's going to show in the work that you're doing. It's going to show in when you're talking to people, you're not going to be thinking about it 24 seven. You're just going to be trying to show up and trying to, to just make money. And, and, you know, if you're just there to try and make money, yes, it could work, but it's not the, the ideal way in my opinion to do it i rather enjoy at the same time like if if and i believe you can monetize any kind of passion especially with you know building digital assets whether it be you know kdp designs print on demand ebooks whatever any subject you pick you can make money doing that and it's just a question of you know finding what you're passionate about and that kind of like you said will help you reduce the shiny uh, object syndrome and keep you focused because you're going to be enjoying it at the same time and as the money comes in you'll enjoy the money and you'll enjoy your passion and it'll just you know it'll, it'll, it'll feed off each other yeah you have a book about about monetizing your passion i think it's called um passion to passive profit yes absolutely that's exactly it that's uh basically the book that i wrote to to try and help people and and this is something uh, it, it's a it's a way to help people even if you have a side hustle already don't have one don't even want one it, it's just it's it's a way to help people create digital assets um and by digital assets i'm not talking about like you know nfts or crypto or uh you know it's it's all about mostly digital products so it, it could be like you know photos it could be templates printables kdp designs uh, which are you could also use for print on demand you can make courses or you know, like articles on Medium, for example, and, or, you know, even a website, building these things that will bring you money, uh, whether you're sleeping or not, you know, there's nothing more fun than waking up in the morning these days and you look and see all the either the commissions or royalties, the sales that came in. And the more you you build assets, the more that come in, you know, and, and, and in the book, I try and teach people about you know, these are the assets you can build, but also these are the marketplaces online that you can leverage to post what you're trying to sell and you don't need to spend any money. You know, yes, you could buy ads, but you don't absolutely need that. And yes, you could build a brand and have a website and business cards, but you don't need that. You don't even, you could just build one or two, uh, obviously the more quantity and quality you know, you got to balance it out. But the more you have, you know, the more KDP books you have, the more money you'll make, the more print on demand designs you'll have. And it could be about anything. I have print on demand designs for hockey that do very well, because that's one of my passions. Um, I have a lot of side hustle related uh, stuff that are not even have nothing to do with uh, minimalist hustler that do very well. And then I, I've tried to 
you know, build a little bit for Minimalist Hustle around the brand, because that would be the next step is if you, if you wanted to build a brand around whatever your passion is and then build the assets to go with that brand, well, then that's an even another level because then you could have, you know, content marketing, Twitter marketing, social media, and all that come to help you, but it's not even necessary. Like the 99% of the KDP, KDP books I have have nothing to do with side hustles or minimalist hustler, you know, and it's, you know, it, it, the printables, I have two Etsy stores. I have the minimalist hustler Etsy store that I, I think has like 11 products in it, maybe a dozen sales, but then I have another one that's mostly hockey related stuff. And that one's doing very well. You know, it's, it has a lot more items, but it's, the more you put in and the more quality you put in, the the more you can get out of it. Yeah, and I love that. It, because it's something to do with your passion, like building that asset in those areas, it will be a lot better. It's more enjoyable, right? To like to yeah. do something that's related to your passion. Absolutely. And you usually, usually if it's your passion, whether you're doing this or not, you're going to keep up with the latest trends and news related to it because you're passionate about it. like I know hockey stats I know hockey players I know the game I've played my kids play I coach them you know like I I know all these things regardless of if I build digital assets or not and so then I started building digital assets based on it just you know for fun and and I enjoyed doing it because it, it you know it not only are you building stuff but you're also learning at the same time because when you're building something sometimes you're like hmm what, what about that and then you go do some research and you learn a little bit and then when the money started coming in too, then it was just bonus. It was like, well, okay, let me let me do more of this, and, and then the money just started to grow. And you know, it, it's it makes it it makes it one it it'll it'll um, what's the word I'm looking for? It'll basically tell you what you're doing is not worthless. You know, it'll mm-hmm. and then at the same time you're also making money, and it's like it's a win-win from you know all sides. Yeah, I, I just remember like how, you know, when we were kids, I'm, I'm not sure if you go through this, but like um, our parents would tell us like, oh, stop spending so much money on games, like you're wasting your life away. But with this monetizing your your passion, you, you are actually able to earn back the money that you spend on those kind of things. So like, for example, gaming and how streamers are able to earn money while playing games. So you you are basically getting paid to do what you already love. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, there's still there's still a lot of uh, parents like that, like my one of my brother in laws, he, he, he dances for for a living. He's a professional dancer, and he gets he gets paid. He's been a backup dancer for concerts and on TV. And, and, you know, his his mother at first wasn't very on board, because, you know, her traditional, you know, job is, you know, he's gonna be a lawyer, a doctor, banker, or, you know, office worker, whatever. But it's we live in a world now that you could literally follow your passion and make money in in many different ways for that same one passion. You know, like uh, I I was speaking to uh, another money Twitter Antonio Deftone says I was on his podcast and we he he asked me to be on the podcast because a tweet I made and I had listed in that tweet um, I don't remember if it was twelve or thirteen different ways to monetize hockey. And it's just like everything you take, there's so many different ways to make money from it. And, and I've, I've helped many people. And I, I always say it, like if, if you have something that you think can't make money, 
then I'd love you to tell me that because I'm sure I could find a way for it to make money. You should start a consulting business around that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because part of part of so I I kind of had I had a a web consulting uh, business before where I would uh, handle marketing for customers, online marketing, create websites, and all that, and I did really good with that. But part of the reason uh, the Minimalist Hustler was born was because uh, it kind of ended sourly with a bad customer. And I, I didn't like the, I wouldn't say I didn't like working with customers. I just didn't like the door that it opened when you have a huge high paying customer and the entitlement that that could give them sometimes and the power that it can give them. And it was like, I, I felt just, if not the same, if not worse than working a nine to five, it, you know, like that's where I wanted to find something where, I didn't have any boss, you know, and limited contact interaction with customers. That's why I love KDP so much is that you don't have any customers because you, when you publish on KDP, you no longer own what you've published. Amazon now owns what you've published. So you're just the author, even if you didn't write a word in it, even if it's just line pages, you're the author of that book. So you get a royalty. And the advantage to that is that you don't ever have to deal with any customers. It doesn't matter if a customer is upset, wants a refund, you know, sure, if he leaves bad reviews, then, you know, your listing won't get sold as much. But I mean, if you don't even look at that, it doesn't matter. You just make another book and another book and another book and Amazon deals with all the nonsense, you know? Yeah. And I guess, so for some people, um, they kind of want like the brand to be there so if if you are listing on amazon you don't really it's not really branded like you're, you're listing on amazon.com rather than minimalisthustler.com does that deter like does that like make you feel like you shouldn't uh you should start your own brand well that's that's the thing is uh starting your own brand is great but if you don't have the time to invest into it because building a brand is not you know, building the, so for example, the, what we were talking about before, my kids and the, the bros of the North, I, I, we launched a brand in two hours, but launching a brand doesn't do anything. You, you need to invest into it. You need to uh, grow on, uh, depends what you want to do, but if you're going to grow on Twitter, or on Instagram or on Facebook or, or wherever, you got to put in the time and effort or money or both to grow your brand uh, for whatever you need. And it's, you know, listing on your own website, again, is great too, but how do you get people there? So either it's going to take you time or money to get people to come in onto your website where what we're doing is leveraging the, the other brands. We're leveraging Amazon's marketplace and reach and customer and people are searching there every day for, for stuff to buy and you're just listing it on there. The ideal world, you want to have your own brand and do this, you know, leverage them, but then educate the people that are buying about your website, and then you could do both. That's what I'm hoping to build towards with Minimalist Hustler, whereas I'm taking advantage of all these platforms and these marketplaces, but then I will have everything also available directly from Minimalist Hustler and maybe some exclusive stuff, maybe some better pricing, who knows what, but it's still such a heavy process to build a successful brand 
you know, just, you know, just creating it is easy. Now you make a logo in Canva, 10 minutes, you buy a domain name is 20 bucks, you know, and, and you, you, you set up a card website that's, you know, free if you take the basic package and, and, you know, open a Twitter, Instagram. And that's what we did with bros of the North. It literally took less than two hours and, and we had a whole thing going on, you know, but, but then again, we don't have the, the reason we're making sales now is because we've connected through eBay and leveraging their part, their, their platform. If we had just, you know, got a Shopify store, just started putting cards on there, we would have had zero sales. We'd have probably no visitors unless we paid for ads or started heavily, you know, content or social marketing. Yeah, that's very true. What about your plans for 2022? Are you doing anything different in 2022 in terms of your passive side hustles and maybe Amazon? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I actually have... This was about maybe, I'm not sure the exact date, maybe a month ago or a few weeks ago anyways. It, it I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something and then something just popped in my head and then one thing led to another. I started writing a, st- a bunch of stuff down and and I, all of a sudden I had my whole 2022 planned out. So my original plan was um, to do to build all these digital assets in 2021 and then in 2022 to start trying to play with Amazon ads and Etsy ads and Facebook and Pinterest, Twitter, all like all these ads and try and, you know, increase the money coming in. Um, But now I've decided that I'm going to put that on hold for at least a year till 2024, uh, sorry, 2023. And for 2022, what I'm going to do, and I haven't, I haven't said this anywhere to anybody yet, except for my personal notes here. um, But I'm going to do a case study uh, every month of, uh, a different platform or marketplace. So for example, let me just get my notes out here so I can tell you exactly what I wrote. So it doesn't come out all a mess. Um, <laughs> sure. So like, for example, let's say Amazon KDP uh, would be one of them. So each month it'll be like, uh, you know, day the first three days of the month, I'm going to pick a course for whatever marketplace I'm doing take the course, write a review on the course and tweets and, you know, Facebook posts, medium articles and all that about the course. And then after that, uh, day four is where I'm going to plan what's next for that platform for the month. Uh, days five to nine, I'm going to do as many, uh, it's going to be about quantity. So as many listings, as many digital assets I could create in those uh, five days. And then, the next five days after that, it'll be more about quality. So less quantity, but putting more effort into each one. Maybe I'll only even do one digital asset in the five days. And then day 15, do a recap of, of what, what's happened so far. Um, after that, I will choose like a, a software or tool to buy and then use that software to for two or three days to show what it could do. Um, then I'm going to try and find a freelancer to do the same thing as the software did or to, to create a digital asset for me and do the same thing there, review the outs, the outsource work and the advantages, disadvantage and go from there. That's my, pretty much my plan. That'll be a one for each month. So you'll have 12 case studies and I think that's a very good case study thing to do. And it'll all be around, um, KDP or like, oh, sorry, around print on demand kind of um, assets? 
Uh, it'll be all all digital assets. So there, so I, I I don't have the final twelve yet. I have a list here of three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, sixteen. <coughs> sorry, sixteen different uh, platforms. So there's 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 Amazon KDP. You have Amazon Merch for print on demand, and uh, I got a couple other print on demands there. But I've got like uh, uh, Etsy for printables. Um, Card for templates because now Card has a marketplace that you could sell templates in. I've got Canva because you could create uh, templates or pictures or designs and sell them as templates or contribute to Canva as a whole. I have Medium on there um, to write articles. I mean, I got Udemy and AppSumo on there as well. Um, Creative Market is one of them. A uh, few others there that I that I'm going to try and the one I mentioned before that I bought uh, published drive. Um, that's what I'm really excited. It may be the first one may not, I'm not sure, but it's one I'm really excited to try. That sounds very, very exciting. Where can someone follow you or like follow on this case study journey? Uh, well, it's up to them. It depends where they're most comfortable. I mean, it'll be documented a hundred percent for sure on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well as uh, Medium, I mean, uh, but they could go to minimalisthustler.com and they could sign up to the newsletter too. They'll get, there's going to, there'll be emails going out. So it'll be uh, whatever, whatever they, they, whatever the people prefer, they, they could follow it everywhere. I'm going to be pretty much everywhere uh, with this.